0: You can also subscribe at peopleprocesses.com, which will give you exclusive subscriber-only content. Here is your host, Rami Alajil, author and CEO of People Processes.
1: Today, we're going to be taking a look at some questions that I've received recently. I've tried to lump a couple of questions together that all seem relevant to the same topic. These will primarily be, be around harassment. We're not going to talk necessarily too in-depth um, about what harassment is. Instead, we're just going to take the questions that have been submitted to us, and we're going to answer them in order. So the first question is uh, just a reminder. Only around 5% of those who listen to this, uh, either on iTunes, Spotify, or on YouTube, Actually, our subscribers at peopleprocesses.com. If you go on peopleprocesses.com, we get subscriber-only content, including email notifications of new episodes, which is no big deal, but lots of like worksheets and uh, show notes that are easier to read. So go to peopleprocesses.com, click that subscribe button for me. Appreciate it. All right, first question. We received a complaint about harassment. How should we respond? It's a pretty broad question. That's why I wanted to start with it. When a company suspects that an employee has violated its harassment or discrimination process, I recommend conducting a complete and well-documented investigation into the allegations. It sounds like a lot, depending on the severity of the allegation it can be, but it's really not too bad. What you do is you speak with the employee who made the complaint, you speak with the accused employee, and any witnesses that they name. The investigation generally includes basically just a series of interviews conducted together by an impartial manager, company officer, or HR representative. The individual should approach the investigation process with a presumpt- without <laughs> a presumption of guilt or innocence, and with the commitment to treat the situation as fairly as possible. Sorry, I have the hiccups, I'm trying not to hiccup. <coughs> <laughs> anyway. It's helpful to have another manager or HR representative to present during the, uh, uh, present during the interview as well, uh, to serve as a third party witness and to take detailed notes. So what you, in theory, want is a impartial manager or HR person, plus a third party uh, that's just there to take notes and serve as witness. That really bulletproofs a lot of what you do. Uh, some, cho- some things to hear uh, to keep in mind, of course, is that the person Preferably should have no direct, um, uh, well, you want them to be as impartial as possible. If the complaint is against the CEO of the company, it's very difficult to find anyone internally who would be impartial. Their job could be on the line. So it's very important to think about using an outside company if needed, if it's a high enough level investigation, okay? Because it's hard to find impartial uh, investigators internally. Now, if it's a frontline employee with a manager, cool, you could find a senior manager, Um, And an HR person shouldn't have a problem, but you don't want you want to not go into their direct chain of command The questions asked during the interview should not lead a witness towards a particular response and should not be accusatory in nature They should be unbiased and open-ended Formulating them in advance is a best practice. So think about what you're gonna ask before you go in It's also important not to promise a particular outcome to employees participating in the investigation ever once the investigation interviews are complete, you want to internally document all of those conclusions and actions taken. If the management determines that an accused employee did, did in fact violate the company's harassment or other workplace policy, you then want to take appropriate disciplinary steps, which may include termination. And then you want to summarize it all, find a, a memo summarizing the findings, which would be placed in the accused employee's file. So you were accused we did this investigation, we interviewed you, we interviewed the person accusing, we interviewed two witnesses, we determined that you did not violate company policy, signed, date, put it right there. If you did determine, then we determined that you did violate company harassment policy. And then you want to inform the accused employee and the accuser about the conclusions of the investigation and any disciplinary measures taken. That's important. So once you've determined, yeah, you did violate policy, then we have to figure out what the discipline is. The complaining employee, by the way, does not need to know the specific disciplinary action, just that appropriate corrective action has been taken. If the results of the investigation do not warrant terminating the employee, you wanna use corrective measures such as a written warning, uh, additional training is a big one on company harassment policy. It's also important to notify both employees about the company's anti-retaliation policy. In some situations, it's advisable to separate the two employees to limit potential for future incidents, but care should be taken so that this step doesn't have a negative impact on the employee who raised the complaint, or the accused if they were found to not have any problems. Companies that do not make changes substantial enough to eliminate harassment once they become aware of it, face greater liability in the event of future issues. So a company can help reduce that risk related to harassment by conducting a quick, thorough, fair, and well-documented investigation, followed by steps to minimize the risk of such behavior happening in the future, including discipline. In addition to the above guidelines, guidelines, it's often prudent to consult with an attorney upon receipt of any allegations of harassment and discrimination. This is an area fraught with uh, lawsuits. So if you get a, a complaint like this, it's normally worth contacting an attorney. Okay, hope that answers your question, what to do if you receive a harassment uh, piece. If you go to academy.peopleprocess, we have courses on that in the employee performance section. We talk in depth about incident investigation. We have checklists, systems like that. Um, We have a big 13 week course, but the one on performance management is normally like 475 bucks, it's 75% off right now. If you wanna check it out, academy.peopleprocesses.com would give you all the things you need to kind of work through that. Okay, next question. Uh, We had an employee claim she was harassed by a coworker, but instead of coming to management, she posted to social media. Can we discipline her for not reporting the harassment to a supervisor? Oh, oh, complicated. You should avoid disciplining an employee who has made claims of harassment. Even if it wasn't reported in the workplace, it's important to begin an investigation. You need to actually do the investigation, uh, if it's an alleged harassment, right away. Since you're aware of the behavior, failing to investigate and stop the harassment could open you to liability. So I guess the first thing is, even though she reported it online, you need to do the same investigation you would as if she'd come to you correctly. Taking action, investigating the harassment, documenting your efforts will provide protection if your choices surrounding the social media post are challenged. So that's the first thing secondly what people do on their social media is controlled by your company's social media policy as well as a policy and procedures for employees to report the harassment itself so if you have documented procedures about these things and you have a social media policy you would want to communicate it again this would be a violation of those policies i would be very wary about discipline related to this honestly uh, in the case of harassment it's not a full golden ticket especially if there's major fallout to the company or the harassment or the the allegation is proven to be false like that would be another reason but in general you want to put the social media aside I know it sucks investigate internally just like you would otherwise come to a conclusion regarding that and then when letting the employees know about the problem and your steps taken um, you know the, the resulting action. Uh, I would want I would review the social media and the steps to report harassment in the future. That'll probably help uh, an employee report the situation to a supervisor or manager instead of posting on social media going forward. On your direct question of whether you can discipline her, you need to talk to a lawyer first. Man, there's strong retaliation provisions uh, around social around um, uh, harassment, especially sexual or racial harassment. So um, I would I would highly caution against that. I wish I had a specific answer for you. I mean, I don't know your situation if you there are way there are reasons why you would um, do that, but I would definitely involve an attorney. Next question, do we need to investigate rumors of harassment even if no one has made a complaint? So you hear from Stacy that Jeff and Jen had a yeah. Yeah, You got to investigate. Um, a company always has some inherent liability in relation to discriminatory or harassing comments or behavior. The level of liability usually correlates to the nature, severity, and context of the comments, the, per- the position of the employee who made them, and what the employee or does or does not do about it. Since you have knowledge of some sort of situation, and I don't know if you mean like there's rumors that one of your managers is sexually harassing someone, or if you mean like I don't know, there's rumors that two employees are dating and one of them broke up and isn't happy about it. I mean, either one of those, yeah. You gotta investigate. If you have knowledge of a potential situation, you wanna investigate the matter and take appropriately appropriate disciplinary action if it turns out your anti-harassment policy was violated. As you conduct the investigation, document the discussions you have as well as your findings, just like we talked about, and reassure those that you interview that their participation will not result in retaliation. Very important. So. Uh, I guess I would say, yeah, you gotta investigate and you just gotta kind of start. It shouldn't be too bad to figure out um if there was a a bigger problem that you need to investigate. Um I'm thinking of a school that I had um as a client many years back, where rumors reached that a teacher and a student this was a college, by the way. Not like, oh, hi, not like a a student and a teacher uh were having uh relations and that they were breaking up, but the teacher continued to send inappropriate texts, right, and that was kind of just spreading, and it was heard by one of the administrators, like 15th hand, Uh, it did kind of spread throughout the school. Yeah, you gotta do an investigation. Last question, I just received an anonymous complaint. What do I do? Okay, Um, anonymous complaints happen. When you receive an anonymous complaint, it's important to remain calm and review the complaint objectively even if the accusations seem false or egregious. Because a lot of times anonymous complaints are the ones that are kind of the craziest out there. Although the, complaintant, uh, the complaint was received anonymously, you're still gonna have to take action. You still have an obligation to do so, if necessary, to ensure that employees are provided a workplace that is safe and free from harassing and discriminatory conduct. So it's kind of like the, the rumor. It's, it's anonymous, you kind of do the same thing. You want to investigate the complaint to the extent possible given the information you receive. Uh, And I'm just gonna go through some do's and don'ts, and this kind of applies to everything. Uh, It's possible that you're gonna determine that there was not enough information reported to conduct a standard investigation. That does not mean you should disregard the complaint. Instead, follow up within available channels. And if your organization uses an anonymous reporting tool, use it to notify the anonymous report that there are not enough facts or findings to act on and request additional information. <coughs> Excuse me, I'm so sorry. If you you need to follow up if you don't have enough info. Um, if you can't get to them, you just want to start an investigation, do what you can, and leave it open uh, for a while. And you may want to make a you know kind of request to managers and say, ah, you know, you don't since it's anonymous, you don't want to start that. You want to keep the investigation private. You need a way to get back to the anonymous person and say, I need more info. If there are enough facts, name parties, witnesses to start an investigation, uh, take time to prepare before you begin. This is the case for all of them. Here are a couple of steps. Do's: Determine if an investigation is warranted or possible. This is for an anonymous one. Some complaints will not require an investigation and some will not even require follow-up. For example, personality conflicts uh, or complaints about the food stocked in the kitchen. They don't require investigation or follow-up, guys. Uh, Begin your investigation as soon as possible and plan to conclude it within a time frame that is reasonable based on the complaint. Physical harassment and serious safety for complaints, for instance, should be addressed immediately and resolved within days. Other harassment investigations should be concluded within two weeks as a rule. Just rule of thumb. Take a measured approach. Keep in mind your intent is first to confirm whether the complaint is valid and take appropriate action if you determine that it is. That's the big, it seems so simple, but that's the part, that's the hard part. Just, is this a reasonable complaint? Did it violate company policy? And then determine action. Focused on the alleged facts presented and do the best with what you, you can with what you've been given. Anonymous reports are more challenging to follow up on, but the option of anonymity will hopefully result in more situations being brought to your attention before they turn into larger issues. So they're good to have. Interview those you know are involved. If only a certain group, location, or department is named, start by speaking to other employees who may experience the same thing being complained about. For instance, if someone registers a complaint that the director of engineering makes sexist remarks, first interview the director's subordinates. If you call the director in first, they will likely deny the accusation and perhaps blame subordinates or others in the workplace, making others afraid to talk tell the truth about the director's behavior, if so. This applies to any of them. You always want to interview the complainant first okay then go to the person who's been accused here are things you should not do don't panic do your best when receiving and responding to anonymous complaints but don't stress they're anonymous you do what you can with what you have it'll be okay don't jump to conclusions or rush to judgment don't dismiss the complaints just because the anonymity of the reporter makes it more difficult to investigate they're still important assume the complaint do not assume the complaint is valid or invalid before preliminary research start with a clean slate could just be total crap could be absolutely true retaliate do not retaliate against the suspected complainant or witness at all do not discuss the matter with anyone that is not relevant to the investigation share the complaint only with those who need to know about it while there is no law that requires confidentiality sharing the contents from an anonymous complaint with those who don't need to know about it will discourage reporting in the future so you don't want to do that I hope those answered your question. I hope those were helpful to you. Uh, it's been about a 15-minute episode, which is a bit longer than I want to go, but I hope this was helpful. If you will, take a minute, drop any questions you have, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. I'd love to hear from you. We'll add them to our Q&As for next time. In the meantime, my name is Rami ali Gill, and I thank you so much for attending. Please check out academy.peopleprocesses.com for more in-depth. Reach out to us at peopleprocesses.com. Subscribe on there for some special subscriber-only content and like, review, comment, and subscribe on whatever platform you're using to watch this or listen.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, that's it for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Check us out on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter at People Processes. Go to peopleprocesses.com, subscribe, and get some of our subscriber-only content. And if you got something out of this, make sure you share it with anyone you know. Thank you for tuning in. Now it's time for you to go out there, have a great day, and get your work done.